Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the January 24th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to talk a little bit about the new Mavericks rotation. We've got some injuries. We've got some returns. Obviously, Zion back on Wednesday. We've got other returns coming up in the next couple weeks. With me to talk about all this stuff and many other things is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? What's going on, man? How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Had a nice little three-game light Thursday, but we had a lot of impact, uh, especially that late game. I, uh, I I worked the blurbs. I think I did 17 blurbs because of the uh, Ariza impact and obviously... A lot of changes with Dallas uh, in their rotation and how that is going to affect Chris Porzingis playing more center. Maxi Kleber looks like he's going to fall out uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And we're actually going to start with that right now. We'll talk about Zion and a lot of other stuff. It feels like the Zion thing was weeks ago. That's kind of how we just how fantasy yeah. basketball works. It just gets so stale so fast. So obviously Dwight Powell's out. And for me, I thought the biggest takeaway was Justin Jackson basically just moving into the rotation. So what I thought that told me was like, okay, Carlisle doesn't want to tighten it up. Um, obviously, Justin Jackson is not a very fantasy-friendly guy. He's terrible per minute. Um, so that was probably number one uh, as far as like, okay, I'm not going to feel as confident in your Seth Currys and your Dewan Wrights. Talk, we'll talk about all these guys. But I thought that was like, okay, maybe there isn't, I shouldn't feel too great about picking guys up um, as far as the minutes go. But, um, and then also, yeah, I'll, I'll hand it to you after that. There's a whole bunch of stuff to talk about here. Yeah, we actually had the same two takeaways. Cleaver's the no-brainer pickup here. Let me see. Yeah. I'm looking up his ownership rating right now. 51%. So that kind of win, that kind of ship is sailed for competitive leagues. Oh, like, it's if been you, sailed, yeah. Like, the good news for the people that held Clever was because the Mavericks were, like, the only team to play on that Tuesday. So yeah. people just held on to him for that Tuesday game where they had the one game against Portland. Um, and then <laughs> we get the news that Dwight Powell's out for the season, and then Clever looks great again. Yep. And we're talking about a guy, his rank over the last two weeks alone, Mike, is 37 and 9 cat. Better than Luca. <laughs> yeah, like his block rate's insane. Yeah. Like 2.1 blocks in the SAN, so just, and that's in 28 minutes. Um, not really that lob threat that uh, Luca loves. Like, Luca loved Dwight Powell because of that pick and roll, the roller guy, the super efficient pick and roll guy. So maybe they explore with that combo. The Luca Clever combo, but yep. man, we're talking probably top seventy-five going forward, unless unless um, the Ma- Mavericks make a big deal like a Drummond deal or something right. like that. To Which push is on the table. Respect. And just to yeah. clarify something, so there there was something that popped up yesterday about the Mavs being interested in Drummond. That's kind of an old report, and it kind of got shut down by the Mavs beat reporters. So um, don't put too much stock into that. Still think Drummond's going to get traded. We'll get to him in a little bit too. But yeah, I mean he's going to be really solid, and I think that. Even still, as long if if they want to play um, Porzingis more at the five, I don't think he really wants to. So I don't think that if they get a big name center, it'll put the kibosh on Kleber's value. I still yeah. think he's because he's so good per minute. The blocks are just so key, um, right. and th- he did run some pick and rolls. He had a, a real nice finish on a lob too. So, mm-hmm. but really the, the threes and blocks combo, like you know, Jaron Jackson Junior esque um, yeah. for him, and he you know, shoots the ball really well too. So for sure. Uh, and he does play next to Porzingis. Didn't he was actually straight backup yesterday, which is fine. We know they're not. Yeah. I don't think. I think the days of 
Porzingis playing 35 minutes are probably done, and you would think they're probably going to manage him too. And yeah. he's obviously at risk to miss games. So his floor right now is must-own, and like his ceiling is like seriously like top 50 if Porzingis misses time, maybe even higher than that. So Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like bona fide. You have to own him. Uh, and then the buzzkill that was the Mavericks playoff schedule isn't great. Terrible, so. yeah. 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 That's why I have him in like the 75 to 100 range yeah, valuation yeah, trades and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, you, you made another point in your blurb too that Przingis is – we both had the same thing in the last two mm-hmm. blurbs. We both looked up his center stats. They're yeah. insane. Like yeah. Przingis at center is just fantasy gold. So hopefully that sticks. He's just got to stay on the floor, which is obviously not an easy thing to do for him. Um, yeah. I saw some tweet uh, – I think you follow him too – by TS something, Cosmos or something yeah, like yeah. that. Like, the way Przingis lands just puts so much stress on his knees. Yeah. And you're just, like, waiting for the other shoe to drop. So it's just kind of a scary situation. Like, obviously, there's a buy-low window if you want to be a little risky, but I, I'm not doing it just because of that. Yeah. Like, he scares uh, me a little bit. Just to put uh, hammer that point home, per 36 as a center, 26 points, 9 boards, 3.2 assists, 2.6 blocks, 2.3 trees on better field goal percentage because he actually shoots yeah. a good 6-7% more of his percentage of his shots are at the rim. So... Yeah, um, definitely good for him. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, I, I, I thought he was really the number two winner um, just because he's going to play a ton of four now, uh, and he can play some three if they want to go bigger. If they do go Kleba and Porzingis together at times, which they're going to in certain matchups, obviously against the Blazers and Carmelo and floor spacers, they're going to want smaller guys out there. So it was a Finney-Smithy kind of game. He was playing yeah. big minutes before this, so... He's kind of not really sexy. He does do a little bit of a steals blocks and threes. He's going to get a lot of threes. Obviously, we saw what the Mavs did yesterday, basically taking 53s and making them. Um, that their offense is just insane. They've had five 45-point quarters, which is more than double what they had been doing uh, as a franchise. They never had more than two in a season, and we're just past the halfway point. Their offense is monster. It's literally the best offense ever if you go by offensive rating in, in the NBA. Um, but, yeah, I think DFS, again, not sexy, but way under-owned. Um, I think Seth Curry is going to be a little bit of a hot and cold guy. I think he's going to have spike games that will carry you for a week where I think he could still be like top 120-ish. But uh, for DFS, he's going to be a little inconsistent. But based on Rick Carlisle, what he's saying during the in-game interview, it sounded like he was really drawn to the floor spacing idea. And that was really their whole ideology coming into the season too. So I think that kind of fits. So I think he's kind of a small winner. But then also... Uh, DeLon Wright did play 28 minutes. His stat line wasn't very good. But a guy who wasn't playing more than 15 minutes prior to this, that was a key for me. Uh, If he plays 25, 28 minutes a game, which I'm not quite buying, but just on the off chance that he does play 25 minutes, I mean, you're going to really like owning him, I think. Yeah, if he gets 28 minutes, that's four assists and two steals, basically. So that's worth owning. Um, The tricky part about all these fringe guys for Dallas is like this is a time of year where where we're stashing – players for the deadline like february 6th that's two weeks away like yeah you have to kind of weigh where you are in the standings like if you're seventh or eighth seed and your 12 team league yeah you're looking at these guys but if you're in first or second and you're just cruising this is when you stash your, your high upside players yep i'm with you uh, yeah. so, I, I, so you would say obviously cleaver's not included in this and i, I right. hate tim hardaway jr he's just so empty i do too yeah, yeah. i'd rather i'd rather just pick up dewan right and see if he could roll into something yeah, but, but yeah, there's just a lot of guys. There's not like a, I don't know. There's a, every league I'm in, Christian Woods, but owned since like November. Yeah, so, so so it's tough for me to gate. I always say this like I don't play in shallow leagues. So I know a lot of you guys do, and I feel terrible. And I sound like a 
uh, arrogant jerk, but I, I don't know. I, just, I can't put myself. It's just you. You guys are smart. You listen to fantasy basketball podcasts, like yeah. You know your league and know what to do. Um, Luca also has been pretty good. He actually, I was surprised to find out he actually is a little bit better as a scorer uh, without Dwight Powell. I don't know if I really buy into that, but yeah, um, really yeah he'll be fine. I know he's not as good of a passer without Dwight Powell because that's his loud guy. Yeah, um, but he's cooled off a little bit. Lost his shooting touch. Um, inefficiencies back. Free throw shooting has dipped a little bit. So, his if you're looking at just pure nine cat value, he's fallen off a little bit. But um, it is he's you know like we kind of know this. He's like kind of like Westbrooky where he's going to fill you up in the the triple double categories, hit yeah. a bunch of threes, and you know maybe get you a steal here and there. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, like you said, the free throw percentage was wishful thinking. It looks yeah. like starting to regress back to yep. where it was last year. And yep. So with that. You're basically if at this point in the season you may have to switch to like a punt free throw build if you have Luca. Yep. And then, maybe go get maybe go get Drummond or something like that. Or yeah. Something. So uh, or Zion then, even. Yeah, definitely. I'll get to him too. Kind of cool. Uh, and then Jalen Brunson was the backup. Had a really good start in the first quarter. Did play late too, but wasn't garbage time related. Um, they Dallas had this game from the jump. Um, yeah. But uh, Blazers Gary Trent Jr. Um, he he was really good. Uh, man, if you picked him up for the week, you're, you're pretty happy. Um, from the Dame thing. Uh, let's move over. Anything else on uh, Dallas? Nope. nope. We're good. So Trevor Rees, a monster start. Season high, 21 points, two steals, four threes, seven eleven from the field, 36 minutes. Really couldn't have gone better. Obviously, he's not going to be this good, but this is kind of a role he's used to. Uh, we've seen a lot of, you know, mostly three, a little bit of four with James Harden, high usage guys around him, pretty much as spot up on the wing in the corner, hit threes, get steals, get in passing lanes, and run the floor. And he's been able to be a top 75 player with that kind of role. So um, maybe, w- 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 I guess, would you rather have Dorian Finney-Smith or Ariza? I think I'd rather take a flyer on Ariza, even yeah. though Depending I'm not on the sold format. on him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not sold on him just yet. Uh, they don't play again until Sunday, so you have a little window to just, hopefully just he stays on the wire. You can just evaluate him for the next game against the Pacers and see what he does. Uh, the reason I'm not buying it yet is just because they don't have CJ yet, and they're getting Nurkic back in what two, three weeks. When's the All Star break, by the way? Is that the 15th yeah. around there? Mm-hmm. That yeah. So another three weeks to get yeah Nurkic <laughs> back too. So uh, not necessarily buying it. And if he got, if he does good against the Pacers, he gets 30 minutes still with CJ back. That would be huge. Then I, I think he's going to because I remember when Rodney Hood went down, I ran to the waiver wire to pick up Kent Bazemore everywhere I could, and he was horrible. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he was Because I was just so sold on Bazemore's opportunity, and I'm sold on Reese's opportunity. So that's really yeah. what you got to do in fantasy, is just you put your put your money on guys with opportunity in a, in a role that he's been good at doing. Um, it's not really the Kings or the Wizards or the Suns' fault that they weren't using him, right? So maybe Terry Stotts, yeah. who's been pretty been able to get a lot out of guys and – Finding a niche role for them, so yeah, I, I like him a lot as a pickup. I I would pick him up over DFS uh, just because I like his upside a little bit yeah. more. Uh, and we're talking like, if, I, if I'm in a deeper league, like if, if I'm in a deeper league, then I you know it's kind of wishy washy because I, I think DFS is definitely a little safer. But, yeah, um, I definitely like Ariza's upside a little bit more. Uh, although yeah, keep in mind McCollum's going to come back and cut into his shot. So you're talking about a guy who's going to take you know nine ish shots a game. Maybe make two and a half threes, maybe a steal and a half, and you're close to 100 value with that. Yeah, so, um, 38% shooting probably. Yeah, <laughs> that's just your yeah, special. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guy who's he's either terrible. Well, usually it's terrible to start the season or great or the other way around. So he's been bad. So he's yeah. gonna be really good. 
Um, just quickly, I mentioned Gary Trent Jr. had a career high on Saturday and then really went off late in the game, finished with 20 and six threes. Um, he's vastly outplayed Anthony Simons. Yeah. So with CJ McCollum, quote-unquote, hopeful to come back according to the TNT broadcast for Sunday, I mean, you're, you're pretty much dropping these guys, but um, do you have any sort of takeaways? And then also I'll add Caleb Swanigan, uh, backup to Hassan Whiteside, and got some overlap too. So you're, you're obviously super deep streaming here if you're looking yeah. for Saturday boards, but I thought that was an interesting takeaway. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say – um, the West is still kind of congested in the West. Like, there's no like clear teams that are gonna, like, all right, they're gonna sit these veterans late. But if the Blazers just have a just an awful like finish to the season, which I don't really expect, but Trent Jr. has that kind of silly season hero potential. Yeah. Yep. So that's kind of just something to keep in mind. Simons as well. Yep. Uh, Dame has been a little banged up, so let's just hope the Blazers can stay competitive so yep. he can carry us because he's been freaking unbelievable, man. Dame every year. The second half of the season, Dame feels like he's top five. He's the only player in the last three seasons after the break to be top six every yeah. year in each of the last three seasons. I'm surprised Jokic isn't in there. Uh, he finishes well, strong. I think Jokic is definitely two. Like, There's a lot of guys who were two right. at the last three. Cats right. won, Harden's won, Jokic has won. Yeah. I, I, I wrote this. I do a, uh, every preseason, I do a post-break run, and I just remember that stat. But yeah, um, yeah Dame, Dame is just money. And that's why we love Dame. Like He's just yeah. money in the bank after the break. Always um, shows up in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, and then his last four, he's been 44, 4, and 8, seven threes a game. Uh, yep. CJ McCollum got hurt after 11 minutes. So basically with CJ out, Dame is just smashed. So he'll cool off a little bit. But again, Dame is just money in the bank. That's why we love him so much. Like, Man, it was scary too because like the beginning of the year, he had that back thing that he kept yeah. complaining about. He's missing like three games. Like I'm, I might not be 100% the rest of the year. So that was scary. So now that he's doing this, it just feels so good that I hung in there. Yeah. So speaking of another guy who's banged up is Bradley Beal. His minutes got cut a little bit. Um, 29 minutes. It wasn't garbage time related. He only came out with, I think, 46 seconds left. Mm -hmm. So they did try to dial him back, but he still went off. 36 and 8 assists. Um, Big time usage again, as usual. Um, On the exercise bike, has a heat pad on his shoulder, a heat pad on his leg. And Scott Brooks said he's banged up. Uh, So, yeah, you got to be careful here. We know um, what that means. That yeah, is Brooks setting him up for the inevitable rest. Like, yeah, so that's what these coaches say. It's going to be tough. A tough territory, uh, and they're obviously. I don't think that there's odds Beal gets traded like five percent. No, he can't get traded this year. He can get traded in the summer because yeah. he, that extension. Well, isn't, it, isn't it like there's like a small window? He can't. I thought no. I don't think it's this year. No, I think okay. he can't get traded until next year because I saw someone linked to the heat and they're like they can't trade him till the offseason so okay. we'll have to double check that later but yeah I'm pretty sure he can't um so what, what do you make of what so I, I mean, we kind of talk about this all the time like I mean my takeaway is that even though Jordan McRae had a terrible game there's zero chance I'm dropping McRae. no zero yeah so I, I dug that up so uh, he lost fourth quarter minutes I still think it's related to his ankle injury because yeah. if you remember over the weekend it was like oh my god he's out for two weeks that ankle injury is yeah. terrible and yep. he came back pretty quick. So the back-to-back factor, I think, was an issue. So he went the full fourth on Wednesday, and then he only played 4.7 minutes in the fourth yesterday. Uh, Troy Brown played the whole fourth. Ish Smith played the whole fourth. And then Davis Bertans played eight minutes on Thursday, 12 minutes in the fourth on Wednesday. Obviously, Beal got seven, eight minutes, whatever it was, too. Um, and Isak Banga got minutes. But, yeah, I'm with you. I, um, I saw McCray got dropped in a bunch. But mm-hmm. I, I'm for sure holding on to Jordan McRae. Like if 
It's like the Christian Wood theory. You know, if you could just tread water, hang around top 150 value, and then smash late in the season. We saw what he did when Beal was out. And even still, with Beal back, I looked this up yesterday, he was still in keeping him. He got hurt. He was limited. So he didn't really have big minutes. But um, his per 36, this is before yesterday, with Beal in the lineup, was 17-7-4 on bad shooting. So yeah. yeah, he's fine. Uh, I definitely wouldn't cut him. Like I'd rather have him over DFS. Or, no, I would take Kleba, obviously. Right, but, um, and we're still waiting for Mahimi's minutes to come yeah. down. And when that happens, Brian goes back from being a four, which is just the stupidest oh God, thing I've ever yeah. seen. Like that's probably one of the most blatant tanking moves I've ever seen. So Brian would move back up to the five when Mahimi's minutes inevitably come down because he can't stay healthy. He's not that good. Um, and then that shifts everyone up. So Brown would play the four more. That would open things up for McCray. So there's just no chance I'm dropping McCray. He's going to be a silly season hero yep. without and, a doubt. And then Thomas Bryant, his minutes haven't really been trending. It's been like a slight upward trend. Yeah. But like, oh, boy, uh, he's been really, really annoying right now. Um, obviously, you're holding him. Uh, obviously, he's pretty much right at the top of the list of buy low players. But um, is this just a Mahimi showcase thing or what? I mean, I don't know why they're showcasing. There's a zero ch- percent chance some, a, a, like a contender would come grabbing a Mahimi for that cost. Uh, I think they're just being super, super careful with Bryant. I think yeah. his minutes are, are honestly going to cap out at 25. I don't see them going above that. Like we're talking Which about is a fine. Leg injury. I mean, yeah, he was playing fine. 27 minutes per game in November, and he was awesome. Yeah. He was like third, fourth rounder. Exactly. So that's fine. So yeah, there's a buy low window. It helps that the Washington Wizards have a nice playoff schedule. Yep. Which is great. Um, and you know he's going to be in that two-man game late in the season. Even if Beal's not there, like he's going to be a guy that McCray, Ishmith, Troy Brown are going to be looking for. So, I, yeah, I'd, I'd buy low, but I wouldn't expect anything more than 25 minutes. Yep. So you're probably yep. looking at, what, what, top 60 guy? Um. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. With more I, I offered, outside, too. Uh, I offered Jared in our, our league, uh, Thomas Bryant from Mitchell Robson, I got turned down, but that's that's the kind of value. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty fair trade. Yeah. I think I might even take Mitch Rob. That's close. Yeah, well, that's why I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <All those blocks. laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so anything else on Wizards? Troy nope. Brown getting, again, he played the whole fourth yesterday. I still, he's so tied to Beal. Yeah. I just like McCray's exactly. upset a little bit more. So he's, that wouldn't be a bad guy. Like, I know he's been frustrating him. That wouldn't be a bad guy to just, like, handcuff Beal with. Yeah, for sure, if McCray's owned. Right. All right, so let's move on. So I guess the the big side of Cleveland here, obviously Sexton was two off his career high, but I thought the big takeaway was how great Larry Nance has been lately. Yes. Uh, 28 minutes in back-to-back games, had matched his career high, 22 points, 12 boards, uh, three dimes, hit two threes, center 14 shooting, looked great. Uh, some minutes at the four, minutes at the five. Um, he has to be added right now with yes. possible trades coming. Absolutely. It's 24, 25, 28, 28. So the minutes that weren't there earlier this season are finally there. Uh, and this is before what we think is going to be an, an inevitable Kevin Love trade. Like, yeah. Love said today that he'd be happy in Cleveland, but he's just doing damage control. Right. Like, right. his, I mean, his antics, You're yeah, asking his antics for really hurt his bad. trade value. Like, people are like, what is this guy doing out there? Like, yeah. yelling at teammates, uh, launching the ball at CD Austin, which was hilarious. Yeah, it looked, well, <laughs> Sexton Austin. took this three that wasn't the greatest shot. But it yeah. went in, but you can even see Love's body language has changed when the ball in the air. It's like, all right, dude. <laughs> Love's strut when he's not getting the ball yeah. down the court is just hilarious. So, he yeah. Gave, he uh, resuscitated Bradley Beal after Beal got <laughs> yeah. fouled in the paint. But, yeah, Love's yeah. ready to be moved, man, regardless of what he says. And yeah. even if he's even if he's not, though, Nance's minutes are going to go up. For sure, yeah. That, well, he was playing through. So if I remember, 
Like they were about he was terrible. Like we were like late December late December, what's going on? He looks so bad. And yeah. he was playing through that knee injury. They said that I wanna say four games he played through it and then they shut him down. But he looks yeah. like a different player right now. So yeah, he he's does. like easily um at one of the I mean I'd still take Kleba. You too? Yeah, I, I still would yeah. too. Yeah. But then he's next up. I would take him over DFS or would you take right. him? Or, if it's in a shallow league, if I'm picking somebody up, I'd probably pick up Nance before, if my league's that shallow. Right. I, w- I would, too. Yeah. I think we're looking at probably uh, 75 to 95 range. Yeah. Uh, this is a, He's probably going to lead bigs in the steal, right? Like, he's really good at that. I think it's like two steals. Yeah, last, last year he was great. Years. Yeah, this year he's yeah, come so down, but... Like Definitely added, plus the three-point shots there this year. Like, he added that over the summer, and it's been consistent. Five three-pointers in his last four games, so yeah. definitely adding him. All right, so moving on to anything else. Uh, Sexton's been – by the way, Sexton's been really freaking good lately. He has, he shot yeah. the ball really well. His, um, his threes are up. He's uh, had some little assists. So, um, yeah, I guess kind of is what it is. He'll cool off. Definitely a sell high. Um, yeah, for he's sure. Shooting, like, he's shooting like 45% from three in his last, like, whatever games. And then Garland um, sees a hit above forty percent. Like Garland's terrible. I'm so he looked like he was coming around, but his, his the last few games he's just been so bad, man. Just can't shoot. Yeah. So I I honestly I would cut him for any of these guys we keep talking about. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. The guy doesn't have steals upside. Like he's not going to rebound. He's not going to shoot great from the floor. He doesn't get to the rim. Zero enough. blocks. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing there. So exactly. Uh, so the Lakers rolled up the Nets, um, especially uh, at. Yeah, they just dominated. Their offense just killed them. Uh, yeah. I don't just with the Lakers. AD's last three have been pretty bad, yeah, uh, and the minutes healthy. were upper twenties. Do you think it's yeah? Do you think he's just dealing with this glute he, thing? He wasn't moving. Like if you watch the Lakers all year, the fourth quarter is all about just Anthony Davis post ups. Like LeBron just throwing to him, letting him do his thing. Like we haven't seen that really. Like yeah. they're going away from AD. They're taking it easy on him. Uh, I don't think there's any such thing as a buy low window when you're talking about top no. five players, yeah. but. You just you hold on to him and just expect him to crush down the stretch. Uh, the the only worry here is the Lakers are kind of cruising at mm-hmm. the top. They're kind of like the Bucks, like yep. they're just blowing everyone away. So even though LeBron openly said like I'm not load managing while I'm healthy, they're gonna probably dial back their minutes just a little bit. Yeah, at the very minimum. So kind of a concern there, but uh, you're, he's still gonna be fine. Yeah, it didn't play in the final twelve thirty six last night. That's Davis. Yeah. Um, you know. Last three active games, uh, only 17.7 points, 6.7 boards, 3.0 dimes, 1.7 blocks, 1.0 steals, 0.7 trades, which is still really good. It's just not yeah. like, oh, my God, he's top two, top three players. So, right. yeah, like I can't imagine someone being willing to buy low, but, yeah, he's a buy low. <laughs> um, yeah. If someone's – yeah, I don't I don't know. Anyways, um, any other takeaways here from Lakers? LeBron's really good. No. Dwight Howard, yeah. I guess, could be a stream on Saturday if JaVale McKee can't go. Yeah, if JaVale's McGee uh, flu was as bad as mine, yeah, I, I was yeah, straight right. white. Like, the flu's been bad this yeah, year. So, yeah, he late adds an injury report, so he's probably on the front end of this illness thing. So Yeah, exactly. He misses. Um, so, I don't talk about Karis LeVert real quick. He had 12 points in the first half. It looked like he was going to have a good game, was aggressive, started making shots, getting, the, getting in the paint, uh, and hitting shots. So, that's really what the big thing for me is right now. Karis LeVert in the paint since he returned has been horrible. Yeah, thirty-five point five percent in the paint. Um, that's sixty percent of his shots. So he's getting pulled down by shots in the paint on a big volume. Yeah, he's been. Ho- I'm in Levert through, through and through, and it is Dude, same. is maddeningly frustrating how bad he is right now. Yeah, uh, I don't hate the idea of cutting him. That's how bad he's been. But obviously, I'm still holding on to it. We we saw Atkinson say he was a superstar and this and that. 
Um, and the usage has been there. It's just been missing shots. Steals haven't been there. He was, he was two point something steals per 36 in the preseason. He's been <clears throat> decent at steals at times. Um, he's missing free throws. He made all four last night, but I, I don't know. I, you could get him for like nothing if you wanted to, if you wanted to try him out, but I would, yeah. I mean, I would cut him for Kleba. I'd cut him for like, Lance, yeah, I'm with like, you, but yeah. the reason I'm holding, like, there's a little bit of optimism because the next four games are the Pistons, Knicks, Pistons, and Bulls. Like, there if he go. doesn't get anything going against these four teams, then yeah, I'm dropping. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's he's he's lost his must own status. It's yeah, just been horrible. Can we um, talk about one player for Brooklyn? They're on a five game losing streak, man. They're fading fast. If they just give Claxton 24 minutes, we're looking at a top 75 yeah. player as a as a rookie, like. His upside is insane, like 12.7 rebounds, three assists per 36, and a limited, and that's like 14% usage. Like, if that goes up and they start using him as a ball hander like they did at Georgia, like, there's just monster upside here. Like, the guy's a beast. Yeah. And I keep in mind, understand. DeAndre Jordan was okay with sitting down last year for Mitch Rob, so. Exactly, yeah. I'm sure he'd be down to do it again. Like, he's just, he's a, we say it's, he's a professional friend. Yeah, uh, exactly. a very highly paid professional friend, <laughs> but uh, he's a paid cuddler. You see <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, that's kind of. Uh, and then also, Kyrie Irving's usage rate's way down, five uh, percent yeah. dip uh, since he's returned prior to when he, prior to the injury. So anything to that? Um, I wouldn't buy into it too much. Not yeah. just not healthy. Yeah. Uh, but man, it's crazy that the Nets are eighteen and twenty five, and they're still the eighth seed. Like, <laughs> I know, thing. like, like if I'm the Brooklyn front office, like. This year's just basically a punt, right? They've already right. ruled Kevin Grant out. Like, just I would, I would think Kyrie Irving's probably the biggest shutdown candidate right now. Oh, for sure. I don't like, think, I don't think okay, so he, he the way he was talking, like surgery is inevitable. So the quicker he does it, the quicker he's one hundred percent for next year. That's yep. my thinking, and that's why I don't think he's playing in March. Yep, getting cortisone shots and surgery yep. was on the table too. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, because George's Kyrie's... recovery was what five months? Paul George, five or six months, I yeah. believe. Yeah, I mean, it took it took him. We thought he'd be coming into the season healthy, right? And I mean, it still took him a while. And took it was him both a, shoulders, obviously. So it's yeah, not as well, still, yeah. I mean, still the the recovery time, right? You could rehab both shoulders at the same time. It's not like a leg. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, um, yeah. So uh, again, uh, he's definitely more so than Beal or anybody else. Like, For I don't, sure. yeah. I don't. I think if we were drafting today, I still wouldn't even. I don't think I'd take Kyrie round four. I wouldn't either. Yeah, no chance. But anyways. Anything else for Brooklyn? Nope. nope. All right, moving along here. Let's talk Zion here. So, yeah. obviously, he had the insane three minutes when he scored 17 points. Uh, had a couple other minutes as well in the fourth. But uh, So, I think it's 6.6 .6 minutes in the fourth. So, if you take his per 36 over that 6.6, over that 6.6, 92.5 points, 16 boards, 11 dimes, 21.8 threes. Uh, 50, yeah, <laughs> fifty nine usage. I was like, not gonna. I just thought I, I love fun with uh, fun with small sample size. But um, oh, of course, uh, we saw just now before we hopped on that Zion's expecting a similar workload. So we're probably looking at eighteen to twenty again. Obviously, the Gentry quote, you know, I could have put you back in, but I wouldn't be your coach tomorrow. Quote was a good one. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, what what's your takeaways from just Zion before we talk about how he affects everybody else? So we're watching the debut. Like I was extremely nervous because in the warmups, like Zion looked moving. He looked like he was moving really uncomfortable with that knee brace. Like it was like a really wonky knee brace. Yep. Uh, then he just explodes out of nowhere, just like standstill dunk, forty like a forty-eight minute vertical. It's just insane, like how quickly he, he explodes. 
he looks fine, man. If, there, if teams are going to leave him open for three, like he showed at Duke that he can hit him, a 33% shooter from deep. I hope they continue to do that because just to avoid him just crushing them in the paint like we saw in the preseason, like <laughs> 71% from the field in the preseason. So, yeah. Um, if you have Zion, you're feeling pretty, pretty good just based off David Griffin's comments alone. Like the Pelicans, they took their players off the block. They're going to keep Reddick and Drew for the next two weeks to see how this goes. And if they can get some wins, like, okay, they got Denver next, Boston next. So that's if they can just get one win there, then they got Cleveland, then they got Memphis. If they can get three out of the next four games, you should be feeling extremely confident in Zion and Drew and those guys going forward. So kind of an off-court thing that, like, that I thought was interesting, like just from my, I always have my fantasy hat on, right? So yeah. I'm watching the post-game press conference, and Zion was asked a question, and then Drew jumped right in and answered it. It's like, oh, that's how Zion would feel. So I thought, yeah. like, yo, they're not trading Drew. Like, if he's right. going to answer questions for Zion, like, yeah. Drew is just a consummate professional. So, yeah. um, you know, if they need to win games, I thought they really, it would have been really nice if they got that win, but they're still playing good enough basketball. Obviously, the eight seed is wide open right now. Yes. Um, we, we love Memphis, but they've really cooled off lately. Uh, in fact, New Orleans destroyed Memphis on, on Monday. Right. Um, but, yeah, I still don't buy San Antonio despite their three-game win streak. Um, but, anyways, yeah, so I, I think it's pretty good stuff. Um, I, I'm not worried about Drew at all, obviously. Uh, we mm-hmm. saw them play great together. They had good chemistry in the preseason. Uh, they were, what, 120-something pace together. Yeah, um, you know, it's just going to change their whole identity as a team. And Zion wasn't exactly looking; like he looked, he definitely had a lot of rust on him early in the game. Right. wasn't really moving well. Had the five turnovers in the first three quarters too. So uh, I think that was uh, matched his season high at Duke, and obviously like double the minutes too. So yeah, but um, yeah, I'm not worried about him. I think Zion's going to affect your Josh Hart's. Your obviously Jackson Hayes, I think, is probably a little bit of a drop. Um, JJ Redick, I think, is kind of a drop now. Uh, that's Brandon Ingram is no longer a top fifteen player. Yeah, top fifteen. He's still, I think, he's probably top thirty ish. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, but I'm, we always thought he wasn't too sustainable because he's been good like everywhere. So right. it's kind of hard to think he'd be that good. But um, yeah, I still believe in Drew. Uh, Lonzo's bad news been, Lonzo's favors, been spectacular. What's up? I think it's bad news for favors because Zion at the five just worked. Yeah, like, uh, that just, I, mean, about, I don't really think it's like panic mode because i mean you don't want favors playing 30 minutes anyways oh, of course yeah 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 so it, it i still think this is ceiling from 28 to 24 minutes yeah which is fine i'm, yeah, I'm fine with that if i if you told me favors doesn't miss a game and he plays 24 minutes a game i will gladly put him out there every night yeah but so. i have a i don't think it's even a hot take i think zion at the five lineups are going to be among the best lineups in the next decade oh for sure they ran that i don't lineup. like Giannis at the five like it's just yeah. unstoppable like, yeah and they do? ran josh hart at the four uh, was like their main like fourth quarter lineup when Zion was out there too, yeah. So, and they ran uh, they ran hard at the four again uh, when Favors came back in too. So yeah, yeah I think I told you before the season there was a game at Duke where they put Zion at the five against Louisville. They were down twenty and Louisville didn't score again for ten minutes. Yeah, like nice. Zion at the five is just going to be unfair. Yeah, so, I'm really excited about that. And then any other takeaways that you had? Oh, I think we kind of covered most of the roster. Nope, just buy. I would buy Drew at a buy low. If yeah, I for sure. We he, said it's per thirty six stats in the preseason next to Zion are twenty eight points, six point six assists, three point six steals, and three triples. So yes. like, obviously not the best debut alongside Zion because Lonzo was just out of this world good. Yeah. Got some Dejounte Murray on him too, so that's exactly. not the best so, matchup. Yeah. He just went, he just went off, so he's healthy too. Yep. Uh, moving on, uh, big injury of the week it looks to be besides Powell is Josh Richardson uh, going to miss at least two weeks here. And you saw, he pulled his hamstring clearly, uh, yes. grabbed his leg, walked straight to the locker room. You knew he was done. Um, 
Nasdaq, uh, a.k.a. Matisse Steibel, he has been just racking up the defensive stats right now. Uh, so over his last... Uh, sorry, I don't... Let's see here. Oh, so, um, since, so since, since he got back from his um, knee injury, when he hit 20 minutes, he's averaged 6.5 points, 3.5 boards, 1.5 dimes, 2.2 steals, 1.7 blocks, 1.3 trades. Starting to hit threes. Um, he was guarding a lot of Van Vliet and Lowry. I think it was like six, 70% of his minutes. Uh, so he's going to play a lot of on-ball. Steals are going to be spectacular. Yeah. He's shooting the ball terribly right now, and he's still been like top 90 so yeah. definitely a again he's not in the the Cleavers by himself, but yes. um, I think Thibel is really in the next the top of the next like hot pickups in competitive leagues. He was thirteen percent owned yesterday, so I assume that hopefully went up after. I don't yeah. Know. yeah, even if he didn't score a single point a game, man, just steals and blocks <laughs> alone make him worth owning. Like, yeah, like we said, every category counts the same, and if Thibel is just absolutely dominating the steals and blocks, that gives him insane. Like he reminds me of. Tony Allen plus blocks, like back in the day. Like Tony Allen yeah. was the steal specialist, and then he's then you're adding blocks to Dybul. Like that's just really, really good ceiling. Josh Richardson is probably going to miss at least three weeks. I would say this is his second hamstring break. Pulled. No doubt, no doubt, break. Yeah, 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 for sure. So probably all star break for sure. And then another guy that might be kind of interesting is Cork Moss. He just yeah. kind of pops out of nowhere sometimes. Yes, he does. So just keep an eye on him. I, I think Dybul is the priority ad for sure. But then Cork Moss is a guy you're kind of watching. Yeah, he's actually been balling lately. Uh, so, yeah. uh, per 36 in January, 211 minute sample, 19 points, 4.33s. Yeah. So, he's got, I think he's got 28 minutes, man. Uh, at least until Embiid comes back. You know what? Maybe. Yeah. Well, how long is Embiid? Did they have, like, they said Embiid would be reevaluated, yeah. what, Sunday or something? Pretty much. But we don't, I still think he's going to miss another week. I do too. Because, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, that 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 whole like week timetable was just. I feel like they're gonna add a week, like kind of like with um with what the Warriors did with Kevon Looney earlier right. in the year. It's like okay, he's gonna get reevaluated, but like he's gonna miss more time. Same thing with uh R.J. Barrett. Like he's technically reevaluated yeah. today, but he's already out. So man, come yeah. to think of it, if if Corkmass is dropping seventy points against Toronto's defense, who allow the who have the best opponent field goal percentage, like that's. It's pretty big, like yeah. four threes, seventy points. Like maybe gonna, he is a priority ad right now. And they were playing with a lead too. He played sixteen minutes in the second. I'm sorry, they were playing. Um, you know, they were playing a tight game, so um, I think they're going to probably play him a little bit more. So yeah, yeah, I, I like him a lot. And their backup point guards have been bad too, so that kind of yep. opens up oh, another yeah. avenue. They played Shake Milton. Like they're not. They don't yeah. going to play Shake Milton. So exactly. Uh, okay, moving along. Anything else for nope. the J Rich? Yeah, I don't, I'm not really desperation streams after that, but um, yeah. Okay, so exactly. let's move on. Uh, injuries in Boston here. We got Jason, another guy who was like clearly hurt. He was grabbing his groin uh, after a little bit of a tweak under the basket, and he's going to miss at least one game. I think he misses more, um, considering adductors are really tricky injuries. I don't know if it's an adductor, but it's a groin injury. Uh, and then Ennis Cantor's also out two games. So the big takeaway is Marcus Smart's going to start. Obviously, he had the career high last Saturday with the 37. Franchise yeah. record, uh, 11 three-pointers. So he's obviously a little bit of a boost. But as far as like wing pickups, I'm not really feeling anybody. But the one thing that stood out to me is a guy who's owning just 22% of leagues right now. That's Daniel Theis. Uh, 10 point yes, last really five good. games, 10, 10.6 boards, three dimes, 1.2 steals, 2.0 blocks, 1-3, 70% from the field. He's been like top 30 uh, over yeah. this stretch. So... Um, We'll see a little Vincent Poirier mixed in there, but 
Yeah, um, he has. To, when you saw Cantor got was out, I picked him up. He's, yeah. He was owning even in leagues I'm in. People just don't believe in him because his minutes are so low. But yeah, yeah. you have. I mean, he has to be added. Like he is in that. Uh, like he, again, uh, I'd probably pick him over over Thibel right now. I would too. Yeah, yeah definitely, especially with the shortage of centers too. Yeah, like Thais has always been that really good per minute guy, but the Celtics have always managed his minutes because they had the troublesome knees. Yeah. So he's probably going to hang around 24 minutes even without Cantor, but that's fine. Like, yep. uh, that's like you said, top 30 numbers in the last two weeks alone. So probably volume in the 75 to 80 range going forward. I don't know. Maybe because they got Robert Williams coming back and. Two three weeks, yeah. So I, yeah, a part of me wonders. This is pretty much when Marcus Smart's been starting because Kevin missed a game, Tatum missed a game, Brown missed a couple games, Tatum's gonna miss a game now. So a part of me was thinking like, oh, does Marcus Smart being a better ball pressure help his block numbers? I don't know if you could make that case, but maybe. I mean, if if you if it's just a coincidence, I mean, it's, it's working right now. So yeah, we gotta give Smart some love too, man. Early yeah. round value for the last three weeks just insane well, that one game is gonna passes. skew him a little bit but yeah <laughs> yeah he's just out of this world right now yeah. so i'm really glad to have him in a few spots nice yeah he's been awesome um but is there anybody else i guess brad wanamaker would be a guy i'd want if i wanted to just put my chips on somebody and that's the thing about boston though they yeah. change it up every game like one game is javante the next game is wanamaker yep. the next game though grant williams will make a cameo like it's just impossible to predict so i'm staying yeah. away from the fringe yep. guys i agree sure. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, there's so many games tonight there against the Magic. Have a pretty good defense, you know. Right. You would think they would probably. I, I think it would be a Grant Williams game, I guess, just because they yeah. want a little bit more size against Aaron Gordon. I wish they'd give Carson Edwards another look. Yeah, just because he's fun, you know. What I mean, like, yeah, can get hot in a second. Yeah, so I, I think Wanamaker's probably has he. He's like for sure Marcus Smart's backup. Right. So yeah. like, or Marcus Smart slash Kemba's backup. So he'll find exactly. minutes. But um, anyways. Uh, let's move on. Um, Victor Oladipo is going to be back next week, it sounds like. Uh, and then also Malcolm Brogdon. Poor guy, man. He cannot stay on the court. Yeah. Uh, has a concussion. Got cut above his eye. Needed three stitches. And even after the game, uh, McMillan had said that it was, you know, they, they normally when guys get stitches, they come right back. But they thought he had a concussion. And he's on injury report for a concussion. So yes. he's out Friday. Probably out Sunday against the Blazers. Pick up Aaron Holiday. Pick up TJ McConnell if you want some dimes. Uh, a little bit more leash for Jeremy Lamb. Uh, and then also Miles Turner is a little bit of a boost, too. We saw Miles Turner's minutes get extended a bit when Brogdon was down, too. So anything yeah, you so want to add there? You can squeeze two or three games at a really good value for Aaron Holiday. Yep. Yep. McConnell, I'm kind of staying away from unless I'm streaming for dimes. Right. Uh, but what? Uh, real quick on Depot. Like if I have Depot and I'm stashing Depot. I would probably trade him before his debut. We said the same thing. Yeah, I think Ryan and I yeah, went for that I think one. we did, yeah. yeah. But, or yeah, yeah, this me, is yeah. when his trade value is going to be at the highest. Like, yep. players coming off these serious injuries that rely on athleticism, it's just, it just usually doesn't go well for him. So steals dependent, man, for yeah. his value to be good. So exactly. you think he's not going to be as aggressive in passing lanes, won't have the burst that he usually has. So, yeah, totally yeah. agree. And they have uh, Pacers have so many ball handlers now, too. Like, yeah. they got Aaron, TJ, Demontis Sabonis running offense, too, so... Yeah, very worse. And I think low key, uh, another loser from Old Depot coming back. Obviously, Lamb, Holiday, yeah, Brogdon slight hit. I think Miles Turner's a mild loser uh, yeah. because we've seen at times, especially when they're trailing and they want more space, they don't want to have so many big lineups. We've seen McMillan go away from Miles Turner and Sabonis down the stretch. We saw that one stretch in December when they yeah. were healthy, when they had a healthy Brogdon. Turner was playing like two minutes per fourth 
over like a six game stretch. So yeah, I think Turner, uh, especially now, if he has a couple good games with Brogdon down, um, and he could, you know, against Whiteside, he could space the floor against him. Yeah. Um, and who did they play tonight? Uh, they played somebody. Somebody. Uh, the Warriors. Yeah, I knew it was somebody bad. Um, so yeah, yeah uh, definitely possibly consider him as a possible sell high uh, if he does blow up against the Warriors. Yeah, Miles has been disappointing this year, man. Very much Literally so. cannot rebound with Sabonis on the floor. Like, his numbers yeah. with and without are crazy. So, yeah. I'm not worried about Sabonis, yeah. are you? No, not at all. Sabonis has been an all-star for sure yeah. in my book. Yep, yep. Uh, just better everywhere, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else on Pacers? Nope. All right, so one guy who had kind of a big debut or return, excuse me, uh, would be Reggie Jackson. Uh, yeah. Red Hot uh, had 22 points, just efficient. Even with Derrick Rose out there, they overlapped him and Rose a little bit in the second half. Um, I ha- I picked him up because I have two IR spots and I need to stash somebody for a couple weeks, and I picked him up. And I'm like, okay, how do I trade this guy? Yeah. <laughs> so, no kidding, man. Yeah. What do you? Jackson's what? that empty stat guy. Like steals are never over one. Um, the assists are just meh. He's never been a good pick and roll player. Just never worked for him. Uh, that was a very, very fluky game against the Kings team that's just spiraling down. Oh, so, my God, yeah. Unless he does something good against Memphis, like, there's no chance I'm buying into this. Yeah, it's bad. Like, I'm gonna be, I'm watching the game tonight. I'm curious to see, like, what he looks like. I, I just don't buy I didn't see the game. He looked the pretty Kings. good, man. Like, I, I'm obviously not sold at all, but he was hitting shots. He hit a couple real tough shots, too. So, uh, yeah. it was about, again, about as, as well as he could play. Uh, I think he's worth adding. Again, not in the upper echelon must-add area, but um, right. Blake. I think Blake Griffin being out is a big help to him because uh, you know obviously there's more shots available, possibly Drummond going away. There's just a there's a potential path to a bigger role, and we like that. Uh, as bad as he is per minute, uh, just yeah. because he's so inefficient and a lack of steals and blah 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 blah. But I don't hate adding him. Curious to see what happens with Bruce Brown tonight. Bruce Brown's expected to play. Yeah. like they want to. They've been experimenting with Brown at point guard. It hasn't gone that well, to be honest. Yeah. Like it just doesn't seem like a natural ball handler. But they're still gonna give it a little try. They tried it out all summer league anyway. Yep. But yeah, I, I'd be worried about right Jess, just because Luke Kennard's gonna come back after the All Star break, and they run a lot of offense through Kennard. They so. do, yeah. He's yeah, he's a guy I definitely would consider stashing too. Even though it's oh, for sure, I've stashed him in a few spots. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, because he was he was really good before Blake. Came back, yeah, and then dude, Blake the Canard Wood connection is going to be off the yeah. charts. Yeah, obviously, love we that. we love stashing Christian Wood at all costs. Sure. We keep getting so many little tasty yep. morsels of deliciousness with the uh, yes. missing time. So um, yep. that'd be fun to see. Uh, what what, do you, what would you ha- what would you do if Christian Wood gets a little time against Jaron Jackson tonight? You like lose it or what? I would lose it, man. That'd just be so <laughs> that'd be so much fun. Yeah, I want to see another one of those Jaron Jackson block the. The swipe block. Do you see that? That one? was so good. Yeah, that was so sick. Oh yeah. my god, I lost it after that. Yeah, you don't see that. Yeah, I'm really often. excited for tonight's game. Uh, I guess in Memphis too. A um, little bit of more. They were running a little bit of like nine minute here and there. Melton Brooks overlap. Um yep. And they, he still went to Brooks in a kind of a, Brooks was. I joke about this all the time. Like Brooks's win loss splits are just absurd. But um, yeah. Melton's been the minutes still haven't come around yet. Dude, are they going to be there? or Are we just going to kind of have to deal with this role right now? Well, like last month they were hanging around 18-19. Now they're kind of hanging around 23-24. Um, we're still looking at a – like the t- last two weeks alone we're looking at – let's see. He's 
11th round value in 21 minutes. Even if you expand that to earlier, I think it'll be higher because yeah. last, well, you know, early January, late December, he was a steel festival. Yeah, in the previous well. two weeks, he was top 75 yeah. in 19 minutes. So, like, yeah. he's still crushing um, the steel and block numbers for, uh, I think I tweeted this stat that his he's his stat, his permanent stats right now are on pace to be the first player in history since Scottie Pippen to do that with the steals. Yes threes and assists too so he's just putting up some extraordinary numbers uh the, the reason i think melton and brooks play more is when you look at the two-man combos in memphis like the brooks and melton lineup crushes every other lineup the memphis grizzlies put out there like plus 23.4 net rating or something like that so hopefully they do it they got jake Crowder expiring contract yep. if they move that that's just going to be the ticket for melton yeah that's definitely and that's gonna happen you would think we saw that i would think so when they missed when that crowder missed that game they still look terrific <laughs> yeah exactly. uh, obviously Mel, obviously crowder's had some good games that clippers game was seriously one of the best like non-superstar fantasy games of the season we yep. had like seven stocks and like six threes on like 20 something points and then melton's on harden the game after it just shuts uh, harden was three of eight against melton and, and every time after that he was just passing away from melton like he, he did not want anything to do with them so that yeah. was really and just the the brooks in in losses he's 44.4 true shooting and wins 62 <laughs> so almost 50 percent better like it's Yikes. crazy but uh, um, one more thing too like people are probably gonna like go get kyle anderson if um Jay Crowder's move, no. don't do it. No, <laughs> Kyle Anderson has been so bad in that yeah. starting lineup when they put him in there. Just horrendous fit in that, that offense. It's he's hurt. Laughable. He even said to the se- to coming into the season, yeah. he's not healthy. Like, yeah, I don't exactly. know why people just ignore st- – obviously, he's not really a factor, but like Blake Griffin, they told us he was going to be not healthy. Like, why are you drafting right. him? But um, all right, any other notes for today? Uh, we got the Paris game today with the Bucks. Uh, if you've noticed that your, if you look at your fantasy stats for total value, you may have noticed that all your horns are terrible because yeah. they have like the worst stretch of the season where they're getting two game weeks back to back. They had one one week one game from Thursday to Thursday or something like that, and it was the Martin Luther King game day, uh, Martin Luther King uh, day. So you may not even use like your PJ Washingtons or your Miles Bridges. So like they've been useless for you for like almost two weeks now. Yeah, it's crazy. Sucks for my Devonte Graham. Yeah, shares. I'm taking it on so. the chin right now with my Devonte yeah. Graham teams. <laughs> no so, kidding. Yeah. By the way, he got in some hot water. By the way, he made a tweet about the Kansas fight that wasn't great. Yeah. I think he got in some trouble from that one. So yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, we got a lot going on. Jimmy Butler's questionable tonight. Tyler Hero had that big game. Kyle Hero in the clutch is just automatic. Yeah, Cat's uh, back. By the way, I guess let's talk about Cat real quick before we jam. Sure. How do you feel about him right now? Obviously, um, feeling a lot better uh, after Man, the Wednesday like, game. Man, put your tinfoil hats on. Was that all related to Jeff Teague? Just I know, right? Like, Timing is so odd. Like, the cat, the number one cat Jeff right now is cat demanding the ball from Teague while he does his 18th ISO of the game until yeah. like, a missed layup. So, like, maybe maybe he gets wanted to be away from Teague. Uh, that'd be kind of cool if, it, if he just exploded That's the rest of the season. Cat's yep. not one to miss games if he's healthy. Which was just so weird that he missed all these. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's posting about Call of Duty tournaments when the Wolves yeah. are playing. Like it was just really odd. But... I have cat notifications and I'm always like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like... yeah, and uh, so like, I say this in hindsight, like that knee injury I had last year was the same knee. Yeah. But it's still hard to draw conclusions from that, but I thought right. that was kind of interesting. I'll but... say this: if the Wolves do something rash, like go get a D'Angelo Russell, I would have Cat as the number one player the rest of the season. Yeah. Just because they'd be somewhat competitive, you know what I mean? Like not just throwing in the towel in the season. Yep. So if they just go out and just doesn't have to be D'Angelo Russell, if they just go out and get a quality point guard, 
then I'd be all in on Cat as the number one guy the rest of the way. Yeah. And then any just other, to avoid the shutdown risk. Any other takeaways? I think Napier's like fine right now, but I definitely think he's, yeah. his contract is so tradable, man. Yeah, it is. So it's gonna I'm, be hard I'm not to really a Napier guy. It's really hard. He's yeah. so off and on, which yeah. is fun. I mean, but I, I, I still, still think he's worth owning. Way. Yeah, he's worth owning, but yeah. I think Culver's still a hold, even though the bad two games in a row. Uh, what we saw from him the last month was really, really juicy with the defensive stats and the scoring finally yeah. coming up, getting to the rim more, uh, avoiding the free throw line yeah, <laughs> as much exactly. as possible. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. you know, it goes bad to free th- bad free throws, and you're like, oh no, he's fouled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, kind of like Gobert. Remember in the fancy playoffs last year, yeah. we both had some Gobert shares, and you just go like, oh four my god, dude. Line. Yeah, I was that tilting was my face off when that one, yeah. was like one and nine. I was like, dude, no. exactly. It was like it was a Friday, so I wasn't a dog yeah. fight for one category. But um, yeah, uh, I know you and I are big on Kaden Bates drop uh, drop drop yeah drop two. Yeah. Keep thinking of uh, uh, got a drop. Anyways, um, yeah, no overlap with Robert Covington or very 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 little. I hate that man. I thought there'd be a little yeah. bit, but um, exactly. But if we get wind on a Robert Covington trade, that's the first guy you're grabbing. Yeah, like for sure. Stash wise, yeah, yeah pretty much really uh, good stat profile. D- D- Dory Finney Smith asks, you know, steal block three. Um, yeah, should be a decent amount of shots to go around too. So yeah, I, I definitely like sure. him. Yeah, but, um, yep. and maybe Josh Okogie can do something because he did he did really good last year. Like the last month of the season, Josh Okogie was like top fifty. So yeah, he's been bad this year, but maybe he gets it going with the Covington trade. We'll yeah. see. Play a little bit of three. Uh, they've run some small ball fours, and they could play him over there too. So anyways, uh, anything right. else you got your eye on for tonight? Nope, that's about it. Monte Morris, I think, should be pretty good. Um, oh yeah, Michael Porter Jr. By the way, if he plays. God, that'd be a relief because I like picked him up and then he's out again. With yeah, back that scared me, man. When I heard that, and it was like, upper. He has know. an upper back injury. It's not his lower back that yeah. he had surgery on, so that's a good thing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's still it's still a huge red flag for me. <laughs> oh, I'm terrified. Yeah, I'd be very nervous. Yeah, anything man. with his back. If I had him in a dynasty, I'd be freaking out yeah, right yeah. now. I'd probably. I mean, yeah, I I wouldn't feel very good about him playing tonight. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, if they do play, they'll cut his minutes too. So. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we're out of here on that. Uh, Trey Young, homecoming game against Oklahoma today, too. So if you're feeling that, he's back. Um, yeah, yeah, shout out to Trey, by the way. I was a big hater last year, and now yep. he's just completely turned the narrative around. He's just been amazing. Oh, so good for him it. to get a yep. all-star starter berth. It's awesome. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys enjoy your weekend, and thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, bro. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions.